Okay, so today's episode is going to be all about some journal prompts. I found an old journal that I used before I decided to give up alcohol for good. And I was really surprised at what I found in this journal. And some of the things that I did actually helped rewire my brain to finally make that decision to completely let go of alcohol. And so I am praying and hoping that you can apply some of these techniques in your life and reap the benefits. Hey friend, welcome to Beyond the Booze. I'm your host, Victoria Plummer, daughter of the Most High, wife, boy mom, and multi-passionate entrepreneur. I know that you are sick of wallowing in shame after another night of binge drinking. I know that you want to quit, but you can't imagine a life without alcohol. My mission is to set you free from the lies, fears, and habits that are keeping you stuck in a toxic relationship with alcohol. In this podcast, you'll learn about spiritual growth, personal development, healthy lifestyle habits, and recovery education so that you can start living a life you love. If you're ready to take your power back, grow in your faith, and live a more purposeful life, you are in the right place. Whip up your favorite mocktail. Let's do this. Hey guys, so quick reminder that if you are loving this podcast and it's helping you, please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. A written review would be so helpful. I love reading your reviews and they are such a blessing to me. Um, I actually wanted to read one of them for this week. It was from... Katie hit it says love Victoria she is so relatable can't wait to get into my car and listen to more great podcast and she left a five-star review thank you so much and I'm so glad that it's relatable or that I'm relatable (laughs) and that you are excited to listen to more thank you for leaving that review um And secondly, I am doing some market research. Basically, I am feeling the call to get back into coaching this year. Like I just know that that's what God is calling me to do. And I am looking to pick your brain a little bit and find out, you know, like what you need help with. Um, So I'm going to just leave a link in the comments or in the show notes for you to go um, fill out that Google form um, to help me out. And as a thank you for the first five people who fill it out, um, I'm offering a free 30-minute mentorship call. So just, of course, I'd love to get to know you more. So even if you're not looking for like mentorship, you can always, um, you know, mark that you would like the call. And I really just want to get to know you. So fill out the form and I'll be sending out a Calendly invite to schedule a call afterwards. Um, So yeah, again, that's for the first five people. So I already have a few forms filled out. So try to get in there if you are looking to, um, yeah, have a free mentorship call. So without further ado, let's hop into the episode. So You might want to grab a pen and a paper and 
and or <laughs> take some notes in your phone because yeah, I'm going to share like four prompts that I use. Then I have a couple bonus ones for you. So technically six. Anyways, so if you didn't know, I'm one of those people who likes to journal. I even journaled as a teenager up until like my mom read my diary and found out that I snuck out of the house and then I got grounded. And so then I stopped keep, keeping a journal because, you know, you don't want to get caught. <laughs> so anyways, thankfully, when I became a believer, I started journaling again and actually decided to find my journal from 2019, the year before I completely let go of alcohol. Um, my sober date is January 1st, 2020. Um, so I found that old journal and I was surprised at what I found, partly because I don't really do these anymore, but after seeing them, I'm thinking maybe I should start them back up. I mean, I, I know I want to start them back up, um, but the things that I was doing in my daily journal practice back in 2019 and, and in some of 2020 for sure, um, to my surprise, these journal practices were actually rewiring my brain. And so I wrote them out. I find some, I found some scripture that helps back up, you know, back it up a little bit. And then also, I mean, these are things that are backed by science. So I would consider these like personal, more personal development tools. And then of course, some spirituality, um, is involved. And of course we want to view things from a Christian lens. So, um, I do have them from a Christian lens and I do want to share these with you. And before I do, I, I did want to kind of give this little caveat because I think the reason I stopped doing these practices is because um, I had ended up dabbling a little bit in the new age back in 2020. And I didn't know that until like after I realized it. Um, but I think, you know, some of these practices... Um, are like taught in new age, you know, sort of, not really, maybe, um, they could be. Um, but I, I think I stopped doing them because I didn't want anything to do with the new age, you know? Yeah. So in 2020, I, I started going to this class and it was called, well, I'm not going to give it what it's called because I don't want to like throw anybody under the bus, but the title of the meetup um, it was from like that meetup. Um, I don't know if you have heard of that. It's like meetup. It's a, it's an app. Um, basically it's like people can make communities and, you know, host like meetups. And so I found this meetup that sounded like something, you know, cool to me because it had the word light and it had the word leadership. And I was like, yeah, like that's me. <laughs> um, and so I went and, you know, I realized that it wasn't really like a Christian based thing, but I was like, okay, well, you know, I can make some of this like apply to me in like a Christian way. Um, and I think that's kind of where it started. And, you know, of course they're into meditation and, and not that meditation is completely bad, you know, like, uh, the Bible tells us to meditate on his word but yeah, so like there was that and, you know, like, of course, manifestation and, um, you know, and I was like, well, God's a manifester. He spoke it into existence and the world like came about, you know, so God's the original manifester. So I was like, this probably isn't bad. But 
you know, I think where it gets murky is when you're starting to try to like, quote unquote, manifest things that aren't um, like God's will. And you're trying to do them from your own power, not like through him. Um, so, so yeah, like I, I went down, you know, kind of started, I don't know, I guess learning about different things, you know, like, um, oh gosh, what's it called? Yeah. The, the human design and, you know, some people might not even realize that that's kind of like new age ish, but yeah, I don't think it's really biblical either. So if it's not, if like, it's not acknowledging Jesus, then I would be weary about it, you know? And yeah, so I, I did want to just share a little bit about it. So I ended up like working with an energy healer because I was, I was like working really hard on like this program that I had created. And so I was like, oh yeah, like I need some energy healing because I need like some energy to do, to, you know, like go full force in this program. And so, yeah, like had, you know, worked with this lady who was like an energy healer and she like, I don't know, like used energy guides and like that's how, and she like would, it was virtual. Like we did it through like Zoom or something, but she like was like, I don't know, using her spirit guides to do this thing. And yeah, I mean, uh, it's, it's kind of crazy. I had like a miscarriage after, like after that. And I was like, and it felt like that was like a sign to me that like, this is not the way God is calling me to go. Like this is not, yeah, God's way. And and then I saw this YouTube video and it was talking about like spirit guides and um, how they're like basically demons, you know, disguised as angels. Um, and, you know, you can go into the Bible. I'm actually going to pull up the verse real quick. So the verse says, and no wonder for Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. Um, so, yeah, I, I saw that YouTube video and then I found a bunch of YouTube videos about like ex New Agers coming to Christ. And yeah, so uh, I just kind of felt led to share that. And, you know, so if any of this doesn't like sit well with you, I think it will because all of it, you know, I have prayed about and just made sure that none of this is like has anything to do with New Age. But I did just kind of want to give to share that because like, I think it's really easy to fall into like the new age practices because they're disguised as like good things, you know, like people are making tarot cards seem like they're like no big deal, but they're demonic, you know, and I'm sorry if that hurts anyone's feelings, but like it, it tells you that in the Bible and, you know, like I just don't want you to invite those type of spirits into your life. Like I want you to, you know, not have anything to do with that. And Lord willing, you don't. <laughs> but as a sister, as your sister in Christ, I have to speak on that. And before I talk about any of this thing, any of this today. So let's dive in. We're going to just, you know, wipe <laughs> wipe our slate clean and get started here so yeah the four practices there are four um and the first one is gratitude number two is affirmations which i kind of like so affirmations i think that's where the one that's gonna like you know can be new agey and you could even use the word 
declaration. I, th- I actually like that. Um, and, and we'll get into it a little bit more and how you make sure that this is like a, you know, faith based declaration or affirmation and not something like, I am a millionaire, <laughs> you know, or whatever. Okay. So yeah, one is gratitude. Two is affirmations. Three is daily intentions. Four is our soap notes, which we've talked about before. And so let's go through these. So first we're going to start with gratitude. Now, so for gratitude, I wrote down a couple of verses. The first verse to go with gratitude is Philippians 4.8. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent and praiseworthy, think about such things. Okay, and I actually, so it's the same verse, but I wanted to give it in the King James Version because, or the New King James Version because I liked this the way they um, phrased the last part. So finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good rapport, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. So I love that because that's just coming straight from the word of God that, you know, we are to meditate on like things that are good. The thing I think is cool about it is because there's science that backs up how gratitude makes us more like happy people. So this is from a very well mind and they're kind of giving their definition of gratitude Gratitude is a positive emotion that involves being thankful and appreciative and is associated with several mental and physical health benefits. When you experience gratitude, you feel grateful for something or someone in your life and responds with feelings of kindness, warmth, and other forms of generosity. Through the power of gratitude, you can wire your brain to be optimistic and compassionate, making you feel good. The more you look, the more you feel you can find to be grateful for. So then um, I want to get into just a a couple of the benefits from a like physiological standpoint. So this is from Chopra.com. It says one of the benefits of gratitude is increased dopamine. Research has found that when we express gratitude, the brain releases a surge of dopamine Dopamine is a neurotransmitter that plays an important role in many vital functions, including pleasure, reward, motivation, attention, and bodily movements. This surge of dopamine gives you a natural high, creating good feelings that motivate you to repeat the specific behaviors, including expressing gratitude even more. And I just want to pause right here. I have a second point about the physiological, you know, components of this gratitude practice. Um, But I think it's so interesting because addiction and dopamine are so related because, you know, a lot of times with addiction, when you're using something um, like, you know, either marijuana or alcohol um, or whatever drug like cocaine, um, opioids, I don't have any experience with those, but um, initially there's a surge of dopamine and it's like, a huge surge. 
And, and sometimes that's what like causes us to be addicted. And you guys know, I'm not like an addiction specialist. So just a reminder that this is all like my personal research, my personal, um, experience. So I just want to remind you of that. But anyways, you know, what I've read, what happens is like our brain remembers that that dopamine um, surge happened. And then so that's why like we want to continue to use that substance because our brain knows that we'll get that dopamine hit. So I think it's cool that the gratitude gives us that dopamine hit. Um, And it, you know, like when you're feeling happier, like, and I, I, I would think, <laughs> and I pers- I personally think you're less likely to want to, to drink or to use, like, you know, it kind of has like that mutual benefit. Um, but let's get to the second part. So the second, um, thing that happens with gratitude is it says it increases your serotonin production. So in addition to increasing dopamine, gratitude has also been associated with increased serotonin production. In his book, The Upward Spiral, Using Neuroscience to Reverse the Course of Depression, One Small Change at a Time, researcher Alex Korb writes, one powerful effect of gratitude is that it can boost serotonin. Serotonin is often called the happiness chemical because it contributes to feeling of well-being, stabilizes our mood, and helps us feel more relaxed, according to Korb. The simple act of being grateful increases serotonin production in the anterior cingulate cortex. (laughs) Okay, so I wanted to give you just some practical ways that you can do gratitude. Um, And so I actually was just going to give you some of the gratitudes that I wrote in my own journal. So, you know, for example, I, I would recommend, you know, maybe writing, um, three to five things that you're grateful for. And also just like feeling that gratitude, like try to feel the feeling of gratitude and being grateful. And even like saying to yourself, like I am extremely grateful for, for example, like I am extremely grateful for our home. I am extremely grateful for warmth. I am extremely grateful for the new vision and direction God gave me. I am extremely grateful for, or let's see, I wrote wrote that God made the earth so beautiful. Um, There's so many things you could write, right? Like I am so grateful that I am saved. I am so grateful for God's forgiveness. So yeah, you know, and you don't have to write these down. Um, You can you could also just, you know, use them as part of your prayer where you're telling God that you're grateful because I know that sometimes time doesn't permit for us to like sit down and do these things. Um, but this is one of those things that you can do like literally while you're laying in bed, like you wake up, God, I'm so grateful that I just woke up. I'm so grateful that I can talk to you right now. Yeah. So I just wanted to make that super applicable for you. Um, so then Part two is affirmations or declarations, as I have decided to rename them. (laughs) Um, So our verse for affirmations or declarations is from Proverbs 18.21. The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. So 
you know, we know that from the word of God, our, our tongue and our words have power. Like, you know that when you speak positively to someone, how it affects them. And if you've seen or heard um, or have experienced like a parent speaking harshly to their child, um, maybe like you're stupid, you're never gonna, you know, amount to anything. Like, you know how detrimental that type of speech is and how it like it internalizes. Our tongue is powerful and we can use it in a way that is speaking life over ourselves or life over other people. So according to everydayhealth.com, affirmations are short phrases you can repeat to change the way you think and feel about yourself. So I did want to share a little bit of the science behind it. So according to thewellholistichealth.com, evidence-based research shows that affirmations like prayer actually rewire the brain on a cellular level. This is what makes affirmations so incredible. Affirmations have the ability to program your mind into believing a specific stated concept. When you say, think, and write affirmations, you are accessing the subconscious mind and reprogram it with the new and empowering information. Through repetition, affirmations reinforce an intention so deeply that it bypasses your conscious mind and goes straight into your subconscious, creating new neural pathways within your brain. So this is really cool. And <laughs> I you know, wanted to share you know how you can use this in your own life um so you know often the way you want to use it is if there's something you want to change about yourself right so one of the things that i used to affirm to myself was um i am free of addictions i am addicted to growth um i have a lot of different affirmations that i use but a lot of them did have to do with faith, like, um, I am a beloved and chosen and forgiven child of God. I am an instrument of righteousness. Um, you can, you know, go straight from scripture and use, you know, words that, you know, God speaks over us, you know, like, because we have God's spirit, you know, I am diligent. I am self-disciplined. I am joyful. I am full of the Holy Spirit. Just those like repeating those to yourself are so good. <clears throat> oh, I found another one. I am approved by God. I am loved by God. I am complete because of God. I am diligent and self-disciplined. I am light. I have peace even in the storm. I am present. I make healthy choices that align with my goals. I am not afraid to speak the truth and ask for what I need. Just some examples of things that, you know, you could do. So I think I just wanted to add about these affirmations or declarations that I think the thing that was most impactful is that I was speaking God's truth over myself. Like I was saying, I was affirming my identity in Christ, um, because we have, you know, so many voices in our head telling us like who we should be or who we are. And then of course we have the enemy's voice, um, condemning us and shaming us. Um, 
that we really need to be, you know, affirming God's truth over ourselves. Um, and what I wanted to add was that there is a theory called cognitive dissonance. And I think that this is what I've read and how affirmations work is and, and how I see it to played out in my own life, like telling myself that I am free from addiction and addicted to, you know, like growth, um, or, you know, affirming, affirming things that maybe weren't completely true yet. What it causes is like this cognitive dissonance where like, if you are saying that you are free from addiction, which you are because of Jesus, but you choose to pick up, you know, that addictive substance. There's this, this, you know, incongruency happening in your brain where like you're telling yourself one thing yet you're acting another way. And so you're forced to either change your thought to like, okay, well, I, I, I'm going to continue to be addicted or you have to rise up and into that new belief that you're affirming to yourself. Um, and so I, I feel like that's how I've seen that play out. Um, and I just wanted to add that note, just a reminder that, you know, that, that affirming God's truth and affirming these declarations of yourself are not, it's not a bad thing. Um, when it's not in line with, you know, like things of God, that's where I'd get weary. I mean, affirming to myself that I make healthy choices um, about food, like there's nothing sinful about that. I mean, unless my motives are like, you know, it's a sinful kind of thing. But um, if your motive is to take care of, you know, the body that God gave you, so that you can live longer and, you know, be a beacon of light. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. So anyways, I just wanted to add that note in here. <laughs> Next, the third is intentions. So the scripture that I chose that goes along with this, I chose two. Um, the first one is Proverbs 21, 5. The plans of the diligent certainly lead to profit, but anyone who is reckless certainly becomes poor. So this verse is like mostly about just, yeah, you know, we want to live intentionally um, because when you're living intentionally, it's going to lead to profit. It's going to lead to um, positive outcomes. <clears throat> and then Ephesians 5, 15 through 17, the amplified version says, therefore, See that you walk carefully, living life with honor, purpose, and courage, shunning those who tolerate and enable evil, not as the unwise, but as wise. That means, uh, it says, quote unquote, sensible, intelligent, discerning people, making the very most of your time on earth, recognizing and taking advantage of each opportunity and using it with wisdom and diligence because the days are filled with evil. Therefore, do not be foolish and thoughtless, but understand and firmly grasp what the will of the Lord is. 
So, um, yeah, these are just basically some verses that are telling us, you know, that we ought to live intentionally. And so, yeah, daily um, in my journal, I would write out like an intention of either how I wanted to show up. And I'll be honest, I didn't do this every single day, um, but I did do either, you know, an intention of how I wanted to show up or I'd write like my top three to five to-do list for the day. Okay, so let's start out with what is an intention according to shape.com. Uh, simply put, an intention is an aim or purpose, something you plan to do or achieve. And again, I want to teach you a little bit about the science behind it. Um, so I'm going to read a little bit from this article from flourishingcounseling.com. Um, it says, The field of neuroscience has produced an incredible amount of evidence pointing towards this concept called neuroplasticity, which means that your brain is changing and evolving all the time. It never stops. But here's something that you should know. When you are in a negative state of mind, like when you are stressed out and anxious, you are exercising and using the neural pathways in your brain that help you feel like crap. And the more you utilize them, the stronger they get with more energy and resources allocated to them by your brain. You become adapt at feeling miserable. That's not so good, right? The good thing is the opposite is true. In our society, we often think we have to take action to have a positive experience, but what we've discovered through research is that purely setting a positive intention will create a shift in your brain. And so let's say I set a positive intention that today when I go to work and I deal with that difficult co-worker, I want to have an attitude of gratitude. Maybe instead of being in a state of anxiety with my partner about where our relationship is heading, I decide today that I want to embody trust that we are going to work things out to figure out a solution together. Setting that kind of positive intention will start to sprout a new neural pathway in your brain, and then resources will go towards supporting it. The more positive intentions you set, the stronger and more capable you become at being able to access those positive experiences. Not just an emotional level, but literally when it comes to the neurological structures of your brain. So that's really cool, right? <laughs> so what is what does an intention look like? I actually did this on my birthday. So I was kind of like... This my birthday was this past Saturday. Happy late belated, Victoria. Thank you. Um, anyways, <laughs> so I was kind of moody on my birthday. I was I had started my cycle and I was just oh my gosh, so emotional. And so I actually got out of the house for a little while, went and got my nails and my toes done, and I kind of like set this intention in my mind that that I was gonna just be super grateful. So like I had set that intention, like today I am going to be grateful. So like instead of like being critical and being like, oh, why didn't so-and-so do such and such for me? Like why didn't, you know, like being critical or whatever, anything that someone did for me, like any message I got, any <clears throat> gift, anyone who showed up for me on my birthday, like I was just I decided to just be really grateful and you know that made my birthday so much better so that's like an easy way to do it um, 
I wanted to give you a few more examples about like some intentions you could do. So um, it could be something faith related, like I will abide with Jesus today. Um, I will walk with God today. I will stay connected with God today. I will pray before I speak today. I will just try to make this your own, you know, um, figure out what, you know, what type of intentions are meaningful to you. And I would just, yeah, suggest to maybe do one of these a day. Um, you could do more, obviously. I probably wouldn't do more than like three intentions. You know, you could even try to make them like um, one spirituality related, one, you know, physical, like I will nourish my body with healthy foods today. I will drink plenty of water today. <laughs> um, it could be, you know, mentally related. I will give my sp myself space to journal and reflect today. I will honor my needs, you know, today, those kind of things. So just some ideas. Um, and then the last one is soap notes. So, you know, getting into scripture, obviously. Um, I think now that I'm actually looking at this, maybe the reason I don't do all of these things anymore um, is more so because I don't have the time. <laughs> Although it really doesn't take that long. You could do these really fast. You could do them in like five minutes. Um, but I tend to, you know, prioritize my scripture. Um, so yeah, again, you know, the SOAP notes is stands for scripture, observation, application, and prayer. I go over this in episode eight, and I did still want to give you some scripture to go along with, you know, making scripture and doing these this soap note practice. Um, so Psalm 1 says, Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked, or stand in the way that sinners take, or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. And then from Joshua 1, 8, keep this book of the law always on your lips, meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it then you will be prosperous and successful. So it's super important that we are getting in the scripture every day. And that's part of how, you know, God rewires our brain um, through scripture, like what we're reading and learning and applying to our life from scripture. So again, go to episode eight to learn more about those soap notes, because it's a little, you know, to get your expanded version, I definitely would rather you just listen to that episode about how to do the soap notes. Um, and then I did have a couple bonuses that I'm just going to share with you very quickly because I have to go. Um, end of day reflection. You can, um, at the end of the day, reflect on what did you learn today? And by doing this, you create more awareness. Um, so for example, like I learned that I'm really triggered when I you know, smell cigarette smoke, you know, whatever it is like, and, you know, and so because of that, I'm going to avoid situations that I have to smell cigarette smoke. Like I'll go in another room, whatever, you know, um, 
you could do, yeah, what did I learn today? What do I want to remember about today? That could be something really positive. Um, so that's just a fun activity to do in the evening. Um, and then my last, my last journal prompt is really sobering. <laughs> so it's not something you need to do all the time. Um, it's more of a one time, you know, maybe, you know, once or twice a year, um, something to reflect on. And it's how do you want to be remembered? Like, what do you want people to say about you at your funeral? Um, you know, we all do have a death date, unfortunately, on this earth. Um, and it can be really powerful to reflect on, like, how you want to be remembered. Like, what do you want your loved ones to say about you? What do they want? What do you want them to remember about you? Like, what type of legacy do you want to leave on earth? Like, do you want to be one of those people who, who rose up into her purpose and then changed lives for the good, you know, and, and all glory to God? Like, do you want to be that type of person? Like what, you know, like <laughs> what's meaningful to you? How do you want to be remembered and how can you start living like that now? Okay, so a quick recap of what this would look like if you were doing this in the morning. Um, I would start out with the gratitude, listing out three to five things that you are extremely grateful for. And again, you don't have to write this down. Um, you could or you could include it in like your prayer in the morning. And then next would be your declarations or your affirmations, affirming God's truth about you over yourself. Um, and you know, that might be writing out one thing, or it might be writing out a few different affirmations and you might even do this after you do your scripture reading. Um, so it doesn't have to be in a particular order. Um, but then of course you would do your, uh, soap notes. So reading scripture, writing out what you observe about it writing out how this applies to your life and then writing a prayer or just saying a prayer, um, reflecting back to God about what you read in scripture. And then your intentions, you would write out maybe one intention you have on how you want to show up for the day. Um, or, you know, you could write just kind of like, what are some things that you want to accomplish that day? And then finally, your bonus steps are, to do a nightly reflection, reflecting on how the day went, what you learned that day, what you want to remember about the day. And then your last bonus <laughs> journal prompt is how do you want to be remembered? Anyways, guys, I have got to go pick up my son from Mother's Day out. <laughs> so I'll catch you in the next episode. Again, if you're loving this, please leave a review. And don't forget to go fill out that um, form for me um, so I can get to know you better and find out how I can serve you better. And I will talk to you guys next time. Bye for now.